Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. On this week's episode of Barbecue and Tech, we're going to talk a little bit about meat grinders and grinding our own different cuts of meat for our burgers. I'm your host, Rod Simmons, joined by my partner and crime co-host, Chris Ashley. What up, man? What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, shout out to all our listeners. We appreciate y'all so much. God, this is so much fun. It makes it more fun. Rod and I can sit around and talk about this stuff all day, but it makes it more fun when we uh, include you guys and get your opinions and your thoughts and and uh and you guys share your pictures with us so man just let's keep that up and let's keep that rolling uh it, it's so it makes this so much more fun uh yeah man so this week's episode is a topic we've covered before but man we had uh, a recent experience that uh we just had to bring to the show um and it's we've mentioned it before but we're just gonna go into a little bit more detail and uh, hopefully some folks can have some fun and actually attempt to do to grind their own burger meat as well. Um, we so over the last, uh, I guess, year, Ron, yeah, was when we first started. Or is uh, yeah, it two years more now? than a year, I think. I feel like it. OK, it's probably about maybe it's two years now. Rod and I have been stepping up our game when it comes to doing burgers and uh we've been grinding our own meat. Well, not all the time because it's a it's a big en- endeavor and it's a, a massive endeavor. Uh so um but you know, we 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 grind enough where we can freeze it off and save it and come back to it later. So uh and we had just gone with a pretty straightforward 50 50 blend of uh brisket and and uh chuck uh from the butcher and that has served us well i mean some fantastic burgers they tasted absolutely delicious and um we had been doing that but rod finally uh said hey let's step it up again because uh, we know a lot of high-end restaurants especially at least some of the ones that i've been to in new york they actually do a uh, an additional blend in there where they add short rib uh to their burgers uh, was there any particular reason you wanted to do it this time rod or is it just hit you 
Um, well, <laughs> probably one in part, we planted the seed ourselves a while ago that we wanted to try to do short rib. And at first I thought, do we substitute out brisket and put in short rib just to see what the difference is with just short rib? And then I was like, yeah, eh, that doesn't really sound fair because we know, we know we like it with brisket. The question is, would we like it with both brisket and short rib? And I, also, I, I think the OCD or the compulsive side of you, you, once you start thinking about it, you like, you start looking into what are other people grinding uh, their burgers with. And one of the popular things that I do see people doing a blend with is short rib. So it's like, mm-hmm. all right, we might as well give this a shot. We know that brisket is a winner with, uh, with Chuck. Um, it's definitely a different burger experience, at least in my opinion. And there was no downside of short rib except, well, the downside is it is, I say a little bit more of a labor of love because it's very easy to, with brisket. It's super easy. You just, you, you do a little bit of trimming, but you're just cutting up meat and throwing it into a grinder where with short rib, you are taking the meat off of a bone. So it does, it does take a little bit more effort, but I'd say it's worth, at least I felt it was worth the reward. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Not really. That was definitely not sold for me. I thought it was. I thought I felt it made a difference in the burger, but you obviously did no. Not. I, 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 no. It definitely made a difference. I'm just trying to make sure I articulate this well. So, um, it was a. I think for, and I think this is what we found when we did the the brisket cook off, where we uh took three different. Uh, briskets and and cook them off. I don't know that most regular burger eaters would be able to tell the difference between the three. You know what I mean? So I'm going to say that you know people that go down this path understand that you know you, this is more going to be for you <laughs> than for the people that are eating it because I I I don't know. I mean, I could taste the difference. You tasted the difference. Uh, I'm sorry, your son tasted the difference. But uh, I, I don't know if regular people will be able to notice the subtlety in the difference. So that's why I wanted to kind of preface my answer um, carefully. You know, it's not, you know, we die, I, sometimes we do these to do the stuff for fun more than. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, so here's what I think is it's probably more. I think people probably can taste the difference. But they don't know. It's it's almost like like if you give someone something and you put a, a different ingredient in it, it's like, can you taste the difference? No, they they may not be able to say I can taste the difference. But they say, wow, this is like this chili you just made is really good. Mm. They're like they can't say I taste that you used a different type of meat. They just know this is the best batch of chili you've ever made. That's right. the limit for most people. It's just this is the best burger I ever ate. Did you know it was a, a blend of meats? It doesn't matter to them. It's a great burger. That's I think that's the, probably the limitation of that that ninety nine percent of the population would uh, pick up on. And I think that's all you really want is for someone to say this is the best burger I've ever had. Like the flavor was really like this was really flavorful burger. Well, that answers your question if they can tell. Um, I don't expect them to say this, what what blend of meat is this. So maybe I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So, you know, typically when you go get a burger, it's definitely going to be that Chuck. Uh, but 
it and the reason why it, Chuck works so well is that in on its own, it definitely has a pretty decent fat to meat ratio. And you need both. And in my opinion, you need both. You need a good amount of both um to enjoy the burger. Now the problem with Chuck, and you know, I, I use the term problem loosely, is that it's pretty straightforward, right? So you're not getting any extra beefiness in, in the in the in the bites. You're not getting uh you know some really rich, intense uh flavor from it. It's just a good burger. And so there's nothing wrong with it, but if you're trying to step your game up, now you're trying to look for those uh adding in those cuts that uh really enhance the flavor. Uh, of what you're trying to eat so right. you know if you go and buy a uh what's it called uh what's the cut we the flank steak flank steak tastes great but if you eat a piece of flank steak and then you eat like a piece of new york strip i mean to me there's it's you know there's no brainer that that new york strip just it has like that little i guess a little extra smokiness to it the the flavor is richer to me um so i enjoy both but you know to me it's different so when you come can you have an opportunity to combine stuff that's when you start getting in there and you know we should also say there is no right or wrong in your blend and this is the fun of doing something like this is you can start we can start toying with the amounts in the blend till we come up with something that is like all right, yeah, we've kind of nailed it here. So like I said, before we were doing 50% brisket, 50% chuck, we were getting a, re- and and even on the brisket, we were taking like maybe like half the uh, the flat and then we were taking like half the uh, point or, or if we ground up the entire brisket, we made sure that we had an equal amount of chuck to go with it. So those are things you have to kind of take into consideration as well uh, when you're doing this. So now uh, bring in the short rib and uh, did they take it off the, they took it off the bone or you took it off the bone? I took it off the bone. All right. So you just went in there and asked for uh, when you went to the butcher, you just asked for regular beef ribs or did you specifically ask for short rib? I specifically asked for short ribs. Okay, so they were the smaller asked, cuts. They did ask if I wanted them to, and I was like, nah, I got it. Okay, Probably and so that was like the smaller, so they were smaller bones then, right? They weren't like, like when we get the beef, okay, so when we no, get the beef ribs. The, they, were, they weren't the dino no, no, they weren't the plain. No, they weren't the plate ribs for sure, but even when we get the beef ribs from the butcher, those are probably a good eight inches. So they weren't yeah, like, these, they weren't the beef ribs in the packages, or were they? No, no. They, they, okay. uh, yep, you got it. Go ahead. They're, they're probably about six, six, six inch, five to six inch size bones. So decent size bones, but weren't crazy large. And they weren't in the, in that vacuum seal packages. I don't think they were. No, I'm trying to remember, but no, I don't believe so. Yeah. So yeah, they were well, not. They definitely were not. Yeah, now, I'm remembering I, now. Yeah. When I order the beef ribs from the butcher, it's generally already you know, cut out and then they have a vacuum sealed in the, in the little uh, packages. And it's always those four bones. You know what I mean? And they're about usually about eight inches. So that short ribs was, you know, I think, I don't know if they exactly, if they, it was a lot of, I know it was a lot of bones. It was definitely not only four. It was probably, yeah. I think each thing they gave me looked like almost 
the size of a typical, like when you're doing like a, a rack of ribs where you have like, you know, ten, like eight or nine bones inside of it. It was definitely a good number of bones in there. And what I just did is I split them by the bones and then they just carved against the bone right. and get the meat off of them. So, so these, uh, so short ribs are generally pretty high in fat content. And so, yes. which is the, you know, you have to be careful with now, right? Because, you know, you have too much fat, you're going to just, you know, cook a lot of it out and then, uh, it's, it will stay juicy, but you also do want the, the meat flavor as well. So, you know, I, so what, what you can do and we wish maybe we should, you know, even mess around with this is we should probably grind up each one individually and just kind of taste them on their own just to see what they feel, what they taste like individually. And then we can, oh, as a burger. huh? As a burger, like make each one, like yeah, make yeah. A- grind them up, grind them up individually, you know, just a couple of ounces, put, make a patty, cook them off and then give them a taste test to see, you know, what specifically what each one is bringing to the table. And then that way, we could probably be better suited to come up with that perfect blend for us. So yeah. if anybody's done that, yeah, by all means, let us know that you've actually messed around with it a little bit and, and, uh, and had, and came up with a, a blend. Did you watch the food science video I sent you um, in reference to the per- perfect burger at home where he was, he was going over the science between the blends and kind of what happens when you cook a, uh, high fat burger versus a low fat burger and like how the, with the fat burn off and the, the moisture coming out of the, the lower fat burgers, which is why they tend to dry out. No, I don't think I watched that. <laughs> I, I specifically said it to you. I was like, Oh my gosh, you got to watch this. Cause he did. Um, I will make sure that we cl- include a link, uh, cause it is called the perfect burger at home according to science. And I was like, when, um, People do their best to try to break. Again, I don't think you walk away saying that, oh my gosh, like this guy told me something I didn't know about how, you know, when you put the burger on the grill. And so what he did, it was really interesting. He actually took um, beef fat and mixed it in with ground chicken and then like making the chicken a bit more moist by adding that additional fat content. And I believe he did one where he was adding ice cubes to them as well um, to try to deal with moisture. It was very, some really cool different experiments he did to try to figure out. And him, I think it was his brother, were then tasting mm-hmm. off against the burgers. But I will make sure that we include a link because it's it's a good science experiment where it's like a it's a 20 minute video of him trying to explain to you. But he also has some really good zoom in shots so you can kind of see like, that uh, that um reaction you get of the fat on the grill and the oil that it creates and how it's protecting the moisture of the meat whereas it it is hard like I'm, i know a lot of people are like i only go with you know 90 10 blends and i'm like yeah, have the have fun with that it's what are you what are you really going for here are you going for that flavor side because if you are you should really be gearing more towards like an 80 20 type blend when you're making a burger um some people, I mean, some people actually, I was reading the comments. Some people are like, I'm a 70, 30 when I'm making burgers. Like I want that mm. extra fat in those burgers. Um, and I don't know about you, but lately I've been doing, whenever I make the burgers, I'm laying down the Wagyu tallow as my oil. Like typically if you like, it comes using the Blackstone. So if mm-hmm. you typically would um, uh, probably go get like vegetable oil or canola just for it to be that, that layer. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't stick. But I'm like, 
I got Wagyu tallow, throw that down. And then the, the, I don't want to say that does any better with creating the crust, but the crust I'm getting is just ridiculous. It is, it is fantastic, especially on the Blackstone. The one thing I will do is if I take the burger off here, I will always flip it over onto the space directly next to it versus back to where it was. So I can get another fresh, super hot part of the grill, um, when grilling these things as well. Yep. Yeah, I will, I'll send, I'll, I'll put a link into the show notes so that everybody can see the, uh, how to make the perfect burger at home, uh, video. Cause again, I think the guy did a fantastic, uh, overview on it. Yep. So, so this time around, so we, we followed our same process and, uh, we, uh, we, well, well, generally speaking, when we grind a burger, we will take the meat, we will cut it into cubes. We'll put it on a, a sheet tray and we'll drop it in the freezer to get not frozen, but pretty hard. And uh, that gives you two things. One, it uh, definitely allows it to go through the blender. I mean, sorry, the grinder, because as the grinder uh, runs, it gets hot. And then if you if the meat is too hot when it goes through, it gets very sticky and mealy and it just becomes a pain to deal with so you want to throughout the whole process you want to keep the meat cold you want to keep the grinder cold as possible um everything so that so we will you know freeze it off we even take the the components of the grinder and leave those in the freezer as well for it to become as cold as possible so um we did we followed the same process we cut the brisket up we cut the chuck up and uh, we cut the short rib up and then we stuck it in the freezer. Rod's got this awesome deep freeze, which made the process a bit easier uh, to do. Now, the the difference was that this time around, uh, we used the Cabela's uh, uh, meat grinder. And, you know, the I have the Gourmia meat grinder. Uh, this thing, it's been great. It's, it's done its job. It's a... Uh, but it's it's tiny and uh as in in comparison to like you know to this cabela grinder we used but the biggest difference is the power of the grinder so i i would say for sure that if you're going looking at meat grinders um definitely get the most powerful one you can get it just makes it easier and so much faster like um with the how how big was the brisket that you had this time? Was it uh, sixteen? Uh, it was sixteen pounds, yeah. And then you did what eight in short rib and eight in uh. You got it. Yep. Got Chuck. So, you know, you're you're talking thirty two pounds of meat and something like that in the gourmet. It could take us, at, you know, over an hour to finish grinding up because we always grind it twice. We put it through the first time just to grind it and, and get it into an easier state. But then we always push it back through the grinder for the second time. Cause what that does is that really starts uh, mixing all the different meats together. And uh, it, it just gives it a, to me a, a much better texture when you're, when you're cooking it. So we always run it through twice uh, in, in the grinder. But with the uh, Cabela's, it's so powerful. I think we did the first grind probably in about 10 minutes. I mean, so it's, I mean 
Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. And, and, you know, there's two of us. So, and I would, I would suggest if you can grab somebody else, you can do, certainly do it by yourself. But if you have somebody else with you, uh, it definitely makes the process a lot easier. So, um, we borrowed our friends, uh, Cabela, cause he's like, you, know, you know, anytime you guys want it, you can get it. And this thing, the, the couple of things about it that, that we really like as far as, uh, and it's, you know, it's not over technical. It's not like it has Bluetooth or anything like that, but there's a couple of aspects of it. First off, just starting with the, uh, the way you put the blade on, it actually has like a wheel, almost like you were steering a boat. You know what I mean? So just putting that on is, is just super heavy duty. Uh, the second thing we like about it is the fact that it actually has an ice pack that goes around the throat of the grinder. So it keeps the components and the meat going through the grinder colder longer, which is really, really cool. Uh, the third thing is the bowl that sits on top where you put the meat in. It's so massive is you can just get more meat in there because once you get on a roll and you're feeding it through the grinder, you know, it starts clearing out pretty quickly. So, you know, obviously having more meat in there makes the process a lot faster. The uh, Gourmia, you know, it, uh, you know, everything on it is smaller. So I like it. It got, it's done. It is always done a great job, but the, uh, you know, the plate on top is super shallow. And uh, so, you know, you can just get a few cubes in there at a time and then you just got to push it. So either way, having two hand, having two sets of two people there makes, does make, make everything easier because it just helps you funnel while, you know, one person is feeding while the other one's replenishing the meat that goes through. Yeah. It's not as glorious as you see at a restaurant where they're jumping five gallon buckets of meat and, just, <laughs> and, and, and using like a, 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 a floor sweep to just push it into the grinder. Like, believe me, right. I wish we had something like that, but for grinding at home, I would probably say with that, well, I think you highlighted earlier, we did 32 pounds of meat. Yeah. If this were something that I just got into a rhythm of doing each, like saying like every weekend I'm going to grind, you know, like, or every other weekend I might grind like 10 to 12 pounds of burger meat. And then that'll be just what we have on hand at the house to use. It would probably be like mm-hmm. a perfect scenario of something that I think you can do on your own. But as you highlighted, we borrowed it from a buddy. So you, it's not like something I feel like saying every week I want to borrow his grinder. You, I try to do it sparingly because I don't want to buy him a new one when it breaks because I'd rather just buy myself one. Uh, <laughs> so you, you don't do it often and you tend to grind a lot more meat at one time because you just want to, you want to get through it, be done and then get them back there, their equipment. But man, that, 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 that grinder is something else. Cause I mean, there's a point in time where all I'm doing is pulling stuff off the grinders. You're just shoving the the next strip, the next strip, the next strip of meat in there. And it also means that like when you're cutting up the brisket, which yes, it, yes. it almost feels like when we were doing it on your last grinder, we were almost cutting a strip and then cutting the strip into small cubes. So they were small enough to go down the chute. Now we could really just slice the brisket. And again, it doesn't matter whether you're with or against the grain because you're grinding the meat up. But we were just putting it down in, you know, 12 to 14 inch long, just thin strips, just like feed it in, yeah. feed it in, feed it in. I mean, man, yeah, I'll tell so you. That definitely is something I want to mention is the fact that with the smaller grinder, we pretty much cut everything in the cubes and feed it through, which obviously is, is a lot of time. It's a lot of time. You see, you're, you have to cut everything and then you got to feed it. 
with the larger grinder, you know, that we're just basically slicing off pretty hefty sized uh, chunks uh, and we can just feed that through so much faster. So it takes up less space on a tray. So when we uh, go to freeze it, not a big deal. And then it just makes it faster to feed through the uh, through the grinder. So another huge difference between having a much bigger meat grinder versus the uh, smaller one. So that definitely uh, something to, to consider as well. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Now, you know, of course... You know, if you, you know, we always talk about how in things from our perspective, because we are always cooking for a ton of people. But certainly there are uh, many of our listeners who just cook for them and, you know, their significant other. And it, it's very small. So, you know, this is not to say that the gourmet is not a great uh, grinder because it, it has served me well. But you can also even just go super simple and get the attachment for if you have a KitchenAid, they have an attachment. I've never used it. Did you have you ever used that, Ron? The, the KitchenAid no, attachment? I only have the KitchenAid pasta attachment, but I can I can tell you I have seen it. And yeah. I would I would take the KitchenAid uh um attachment and put it into the Cabela's and grind it up. It's just it's just not comparable. Like, it, it'll, it's an option. If it's, if, if it's your only option, I'd say go for it. But if you if if the if you're willing to go in with a friend on a on a grinder, like saying, you know what, yeah, like this is three hundred or five hundred dollars. I don't really want to. I'm not going to be doing it that much. But I think what you'll find is like you start you start off with a small one. We found okay, this is very useful. Now the question is, do I want to trade some of my money for saving some of my time because? I mean, we, when we were using your old grinder, the prep work alone was probably an hour and a half to two hours to get the meat cut to the size we needed. So you can save money, but you lose time in that, that prep work, like we kind of highlighted. Then I, th- yeah. I think the, the next challenge you get into is yes, you're going to put the meat in the freezer. You're going to freeze it. You're going to come out and you're going to grind it. But then on that smaller grinder, you're also losing time on that, that um, particular grinding of the meat. And that's again time you can't get back. And if you can get a buddy to say, "Yeah, let's get one. Let's go in on together," or even three buddies, you just you know we just wrote kind of rotated. Whoever needs the grinder that week, they get it. It's it's worth literally every penny. And it's you'll start off with grinding burgers, and we're already talking about we should do sausages at one point in time. Yeah, we, so, we, it's something we've been on the back of our mind forever is to do our own sausages. We just have yeah. not pulled the trigger yet. And most of these come with 
not just grinding you know your burger meat but also you can put you know get the sausage casing put that over grind it through feed it through and fill up the sausage casing right on the fly for you so now all of a sudden you start to find additional usages that you can have in your household for it so for me i'm i'm all for it I know I said if we did sausage, I would definitely like to do some grind through some seasoning with it. So at least some parts are ready to be like, um, yeah, like sausage with on a grill and make. Yeah, I think that would be key. And yeah, there's no reason you can't like toss it in an onion and grind it up if you're going to cook it right away um, with the grinder itself. But it's just that I, I want more space to do whatever I want with the with the ground meat when it's done. So here. You know, recently we, I made a bunch of burgers. I was making burgers like every day for lunch, like big patties and then putting like, you know, kalaloo or whatever side I wanted with it. But then I had a batch that was re- left over and I turned that into meatballs, you know, so it, just the, just the flexibility to do whatever you want is what I prefer uh, to do. But you, by all means, there are, you can certainly get one of those, uh, hand, hand crank meat grinders. Um, significantly Oof. cheaper obviously it's yeah. more work definitely more work but you can you can use those they uh, they generally will clamp to the edge of your countertop or something um and then you can just you know you you got the the arm power you can go and crank them out but you know by all means the, the I, I would suggest you get a a, a decent one and grind it off because it, it it worked really well. So now, so we spent the time, we got them cooled, uh, frozen off or not frozen off, but chilled off. Probably could have cooled it a little bit further than what we did, but nonetheless, we went ahead and uh, pulled it out and started grinding. Grinder just absolutely destroyed everything, <laughs> just without even question, without fail. And then it came time to cooking, and so. I could definitely find a deeper, richer flavor in the burgers that I made. They were really, really enjoyable. They 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 seared off very well. So I cooked a bunch on the uh, on the Blackstone. I cooked some on my griddle because a couple uh, nights it was like super thunderstormy. So I cooked a bunch on the griddle in the in the kitchen. Not um not the griddle, but the uh, cast iron skillet inside yeah. the uh, kitchen and man they came out great I, even the test one I did at your house I did on the cast iron and it came out fantastic it you know it crusted over very well um still extremely juicy super enjoyable so I think I going forward nothing like grabbing it right out of the tin right after you grind it and making the patty and making it, it it's never I, I want to say fresher because it sounds wrong like yeah we didn't just slaughter uh, uh, right Right. But, but it, it is something to be said that, uh, yeah, because after a while, when it sits in the refrigerator, it starts to separate from like, you know, before, when we're finished a second grind, it usually comes out like spaghetti. But after I've moved it around for a while and put it in the refrigerator, out of the refrigerator, in the refrigerator, you know, it starts to break apart again. And, um, you know, it's just not the same. But e- even though it still tastes delicious. Um, and the other thing is the the ability to really pre-make those patties and I, I tell you what i love my uh patty maker um is that in your kids were using starting to use a patty yeah. maker as well right but the uh you know i've talked about it before and i'll, I'll mention it again you know i i was i purchased the um uh patty uh the shape and store 
uh, burger masters. Oh, uh, okay. yeah, those those, as, those um, silicone things. Yes, yes, they are phenomenal. I still love them, um, and even and they're good both ways, right? You can fill up the uh, the shaping store and then put the cover on it. Um, and if, if I know we have a bunch of new listeners, so I should take a step back. So these things are basically slow silicone molds. And essentially, all you literally do it has a top and a bottom. The bottom, you fill up with the ground beef, smooth it over, not overly fill. It actually has a fill line on it. Um, and then you just take the top and you press the top into the bottom. And it basically will cut the ground beef into individual patties and they're kind of like uh hexagon shaped uh and they have two sizes they have one that are for you know, larger size patties and then they have one that are, are for sliders and so all i did was i just filled it up with the burgers i pressed it down um gave it a nice pressing uh flipped it turned it opened it up flipped it over popped out the burgers and had about uh what uh eight nine patties right out of the gate just pressing it one time, you know, and it takes a little practice to get used to it because, you know, sometimes your tendency is to overfill it, which makes it a lot more difficult to shut. But what I've also learned as having used them for a while now is uh, is actually really good to press from both sides just to make sure that the, you know, each of the molds cuts right through the beef pat, the, the beef patty, the cuts through the patties, uh, the meat. Uh, to completely separate it. And then if you have one that kind of breaks apart as you take it out, no big deal. Just push it back in there and reclose it in, you know, and then, and you're good to go. So I, I, that's what I use this time around. I, I find them to be really fast and, uh, really, really easy to use. So I really like it. So one is for four ounce patties and, uh huh. Do you not, you, sorry. And I, I must, I might have missed this where you were saying it. Because I was trying to look in the one that we originally got was the Weston uh, hamburger yeah, press. So that's so that's the hamburger press, which is still fine, works great. Um, yep. But sometimes, like I don't like if I'm going to f- uh, the the thing mm-hmm. about the like yeah either way the, the either one works well. But uh, I think the difference for me is if I'm more trying to make a quick patty and I want, you know, make a, on a, on the larger size, the Westinghouse patty maker works really well because you can change the size of the patty. You can press it directly down into the paper and you're good to go. But if I'm really trying to be efficient and batch out a bunch of uh, burgers at the same time, this thing, you, you just can't beat the, uh, the, the, uh, shaping store. And the other part of it is I don't need paper. When it comes to using this, I can literally put the 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 ground beef into there, squeeze, put the top on, press it down really well and throw the entire thing in the freezer. I don't even have to take it out. So in uh, is so instantly I can make all those patties. They're already shaped and ready to go. And I can stick the whole thing in the freezer. Yeah. And be okay. done. So so what I ended up doing is I bought two for sliders and two for regular patties. Uh, but the downside is the patties that are made are like around the four ounce size for the for the larger ones instead of the sliders. And with the with the Westinghouse uh, patty um, press, you can make bigger burgers. You know what I mean? So right. I think it's good to have both. 
uh, depending on what you what you want your end result to be. But if you're like batching out a bunch and you just want to get through it real quick, man, this you can't beat this thing. This thing is super cool. So that's what I did. So I batched out a bunch, threw them on the uh, on the Blackstone, cooked them off. They um, seared up so well. It's just it's such a beautiful sight when those burgers hit the griddle and you just see that, you know, the oils dancing. <laughs> I love the burger. It's just hard to beat that. But then, of course, uh, the ones I did in the griddle, added a little bit of cheese, melted them off. Really, really good. So, you know, so in the end, you, know, you have three different levels of grinders and, I, you know, obviously get the one you can afford. Uh, but, you know, and Rod mentioned this earlier, and this is a strategy that he and I use a lot. Sometimes me buying a certain device or him buying a certain device doesn't make so much sense in in the uh, in the microcosm of it, like, you know, as an individual. But having something that we can use, you know, back and forth, then it makes a whole a lot of sense. Our first, uh, we used to br- drop the smoker off. Our first smoker that we got, we used to bring that back and forth. Um, it was so it was light, so it was easy, much easier to do. Yeah, you're not going to do that with my current smoker or his current smoker, for that matter. Uh, you're not going back and forth with that, but it was real easy to do, and that's how we started out until we ended up, you know, getting individual smokers. Or actually, I got one, and then I just said, "Keep that one at your house. I don't, I don't need it anymore." That's and then. Just- even uh-huh. with tools, we do some. We even do that with like you we know, do that with tools, like woodworking tools. Like there's some even that are student. like a you got and I uh-huh. have, but there are some that we both agree that it just doesn't make sense because you just don't use it often. But it might be at your right. house. I'll just bring parts of my projects that I need to do on, it, and I'll bring it over to yours or vice versa. Even now, um, we were talking about uh, last week. We mentioned uh, some of the new uh, tools we were able to get as a result of um, you know all of all of our fans. And uh, one of us is like a big, a pretty, we actually bought two massive sanders. And uh, so that allowed us, freed us up, you know, we don't need two sets of them, you know what I mean? So, but it allowed us to kind of streamline our processing. So, you know, Rod will have like the milling, the more milling stuff at his house. Um, and then I'll have more of the finishing sander stuff at my house. So, and, and it's pretty cool. We don't need two sets of each. But uh, being able to go to his house and say, okay, let me mill up some boards for a project. And then him being like, okay, let me head over to your house. And so I can finish up, you know, the, the tail end of a project, you know, we, we can streamline our work. So, so think of that as an option as we talk about, you know, as we continue to point out a lot of the things that we like to use, you know, oftentimes, you know, we'll go half and half on something. And, uh, and that's how we're able to get it. And then we just go from there. Uh, you know, definitely the smoker, the grinder, all of that stuff. Uh, a lot of those things, not all of it, but a lot of those things is what we have done with that. So, so anybody looking for, uh, uh, you know, this is your year to get your meat grinder, man, you, you definitely got to look out for our Cabela's. Uh, we have nothing but love for this thing. And if it's a little bit out of the price range, you know, the, the, Hey, you know, the half horsepower alone is like 400 bucks. So it's, it's not cheap, but it definitely worth it. The, the full horsepower is 549 on the Cabela's and then the one and a half horsepower, which I can't even fathom what that thing is doing to, to ground meat is a 699. So, you know, that's, that's a 
they're all kind of commercial grade versus what we're using, which is, um, you know, regular kind of kitchen grade. And, uh, the, the, uh, Cabela's? the, no, the Gourmet. They're out of stock right now. So just, you know, you could probably find one that's in the same vein, uh, of it, meat grinder. Start, it's a good grinder to start with. Or if you're a household of two people and you're like, I, I don't grind 20 pounds of beef. I will probably, you know, but if you, between you and your spouse, you're, um, only eating, you know, one or two burgers a week where you're saying, yeah, if I grind 10 pounds of burger meat, I mean, that's going to last me a couple months. I, I think you're fine. Cause you, I mean, that's the, when you can walk into the, like, and it's funny cause like every once in a while I'll go to the grocery store and I'm, I envy the person who says, can I have those two little small pieces of salmon? And I'm like, I need a whole salmon. But I, they hand me that. It's like, no, that's half of a salmon. That's just one side. I need a whole salmon. I want both right. fillet, like all the whole fillet on both sides of the salmon. Just give it all to me. Um, because it's very, feed, very rare. I'm smoking just half. Yeah. I feed four kids and they eat like horses some days and they can eat. And that is like, I, when I did the, when we did the grinding of the burgers, I, um, I did, I think I did like 36 patties, no, 40 patties, 30 went into the refrigerator or the freezer and 10, Mm -hmm. I just left in the refrigerator in a day and a half. They were all gone. Like the day we did the grinding, all the boys had burgers. The next day they did burgers again. And I think there was like one or two burgers left and they finished them off the following day. That was yeah, I like one of the things that you do, which is when you grind them out and then you freeze them off and then you take them on vacation with you because you normally like Dude, get like a beach house or something. Yeah. yeah. I really, I really even, like that. Even when we go international, we will like, and so the one funny thing that you do tend to run into is often many countries when you bring them in, um, if you're going international, they want, they'd like the USDA stamp label to say that this is ground, this is beef. And when you grind your own meat and you're putting your own packaging, you don't have anything that can prove that it is not, you know, giraffe meat or something like that. Silly. And that's why they they tend not to want to allow you to bring it in. But no, we, uh, we will often, when we're going on a vacation, we will go to like, you know, get stuff and bring it with us on vacation. So we'll pack a cooler and that we check the coolers a bag when we're flying. Um, I, I'm a firm, firm, firm believer of if I go on vacation, I want to, I want a full kitchen. I want a full laundry. Cause I don't want to pack heavy. Uh, and it's, it's odd. Like the first time you go and you stay in a place like where you're going to a location on vacation and you have a, a wash and dryer, you realize I need two pairs, three swim trunks, two things right. to go out in and one thing to kick around in. And when I'm out of clothes, I just wash them and keep going. Like we'll go away for two weeks and I will, I can pack a, an, a, a maybe an overnight bag. Like if me and my wife put our stuff together, we'll do like a, a, a duffel, but it won't be too big, but we don't pack 14 days. Like we're typically people, if they're staying in a hotel, they pack, I need clothes for every single day. I need multiple days, multiple this. Like you're dealing, you're dealing with the real struggle of packing. It was like, nope, there's a washer and dryer. You can clean your clothes. Don't worry about it. And right. I think it, it is fantastic. But bringing the, bringing the meat with you, man, it's a, especially if you're go, like, if you're going to an Island or, the other time I like to do it is if you're going to a very heavy resort town. So like on the East coast, if you're doing things like the outer banks or like Virginia beach where there's massive house renting places, South uh, Myrtle beach, South Carolina, Hilton head, 
those places right. where house rentals are really popular, it also means mm-hmm. that this, the grocery stores will absolutely fleece you. So I definitely tend to like to bring food with us if we're going to go stay in one of those resort areas or hopefully there's a Costco nearby because the you do play – you absolutely pay an elevated price uh, for the food. We'll try to bring in the, even the veggies we'll bring in and uh, fruits. So we'll just mm-hmm. go to the local stores near our area, pack it up. And it's just part of our road tripping uh, stuff. But the grinding, the, like the nice thing about when you grind the meat and you're packaging it on your own, you can make it so it's super efficiently stored. And then we just use dry ice um, in the case, I think on a cooler on a f- international flight, you can do 5.5 pounds of dry ice. Um, mm. and no questions asked on most airlines for that. So it's worth it. And cool. everything's frozen solid when you get there. Yep. So there you go, folks. Three different levels of grinding meat. Uh, definitely, if you have an opportunity, um, try adding some short rib to your mix and uh, see see if you enjoy the results as much as we did. Um, that'll wrap up this week's show. Uh, we'll catch you guys uh, on the next one. Appreciate you. If you want to become a supporter of the show, by all means, uh, head over to patreon.com forward slash barbecue and tech. Um, and you know, that, uh, definitely, uh, can get the show commercial free if you want. Um, or if you just want to support us, you know, we, we appreciate it because, uh, I know, you know, if, uh, you're interested in one of our, uh, custom made, uh, products like our ashtrays, uh, some new ashtrays should be up on the store by now. Uh, they, they, they're all individual. They're all custom made. So, you know, they're usually, uh, oftentimes, sometimes they'll be batched out on uh, multiple ones, but many times there'll be one of ones and that's it. You know, you, you won't see that combination again. Uh, so you just have to see what's up there on the store. And, uh, if you see something you like, go ahead and grab it. Uh, and if you want something custom, again, reach out to us. Our butcher blocks are custom. Uh, hit us on Twitter. You can hit us on Facebook. You can hit us in the DM on Instagram, however you want. Um, let us know and we can kind of figure out something for you. Uh, until then, we are out of here. Peace. you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.